What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of the Cooped Up Podcast, the podcast that is coming at you guys solo this week for a small, shorter than usual episode, but an episode nonetheless. As always, my name is Koopa, folks, and each week I sit down with you to talk about all the happenings of pop culture and everything in between, and yeah, you know, kind of a slower week this week. Uh, this episode is going to be coming at you guys a little bit later uh, than I would have liked. You know, it's probably going to be going up Sunday night, so you'll probably be seeing it in your inboxes on monday morning uh but yeah you know it's still uh, a week nonetheless and you know kind of a not really a huge week for content stuff uh i did have um you know some stuff planned i wanted to talk about today obviously i am coming off of a covid quarantine and if you hear some noise in the background i apologize i'm recording with children in the house right now so unfortunately there's really no way for me to have uh, escaped that as both my recording days were occupied by uh by kids but nonetheless we're here and i want to talk about some stuff this week that really caught my attention uh it's a good week for trailers this past week we got i got two trailers uh or not just me personally uh but uh the public got treated to two trailers for two of my most anticipated shows uh coming out this year um we also got some leakage in the realms of video games this week again i did want to talk about more video game content in 2022 and we're gonna do that uh here today and i'm also gonna talk about uh some of my favorite shows that i watched uh while i was quarantined or what i watched in general i was quarantined uh because i i did some rewatching of some older stuff i watched i started and watched some new stuff that i hadn't seen yet and uh yeah you know i'm really excited to talk about that with you guys today um but I want to start with the leak stuff, um, and that is because at the time of this recording, we are less than a week away uh, from the latest installment in the Pokemon franchise being Pokemon Legends uh, Arceus, uh, which is the latest addition uh, to the Pokemon franchise uh, coming out. You know, it, this game features a sort of delve, not a sort of, a, but a, a clear delve away, uh, you know, from the Pokemon formula. Pokemon is traditionally a you know, a, a turn-based, uh, you know, RPG, uh, not necessarily toted for its, its difficulty. You know, it, it's usually pretty entry-level stuff. You know, you play as a protagonist who journeys across this region, you know, to collect uh, eight gym badges or whatever that game's MacGuffin might be uh, in order to fight the champion of that league. And then, uh, you know, so on and so forth. So you start your journey to become the strongest trainer in that region. Um this game's a little bit different, though. Pokemon Legends Arceus uh, kind of takes Pokemon into a new direction, where Pokemon uh, becomes a little bit more of an action RPG, kind of akin to what uh, you know Final Fantasy fifteen was, uh, you know, where or just even like more newer Final Fantasy games, where you're kind of moving around and you have full control of your character while the the battle is going on. So, you know, from some gameplay footage we've seen that you you have some full control of your character in that regard. The game also uh looks like it's kind of got that breath of the wild feel to it that breath of the wild influence where you know you see uh you know the character moving around in a wide open space in real time obviously you are a transporter and you know the synopsis of the game is that you are trans you are uh taking place in the hisui region uh which is the uh region that existed before uh, the Sinnoh region was created, so there's a whole bunch of you know uh, Pokemon you don't find in the in the base you know Sinnoh games floating all over the place. It looks really cool. Uh, these games are are really really exciting, and I'm very excited uh, to play these games. But somehow over the weekend, uh, the entirety of these games leaked, 
and it's truly unfortunate. You know, I, I, it's, I read a tweet from one of my friends online, uh, my, my buddy, Oat, shout out to S. Spurry Dan, uh, on, on, on Twitter. Um, yeah, these, this, you know, every main series Pokemon game since I think, uh, X and Y, uh, has leaked online in some capacity. And it's really unfortunate that this, that this has happened. That I haven't seen a Pokemon game leak this wildly ever. I remember, you know, uh, most of the newer age Pokemon games have leaked, so this is really no surprise. Um, but people are legitimately playing the whole game online, like already, and it hasn't and it hasn't come out yet. Like I'm seeing true gameplay footage online of people more than a week out, you know, playing this game and, and posting it online, and it sucks. You know, you feel bad for the game devs, you know, working so hard to make sure that this isn't the case. Um, you know, that this game doesn't leak, but unfortunately. That is the case of where we're at right now. The full it looks like just full plot spoilers online and, and stuff. Um, you know, all the the new Pokemon and then story stuff is, is just kind of all out there. You know, Pokemon that haven't been revealed yet, new Pokemon in the region, and so on and so forth. So, you know, it's tough. You you, you really do hate to see it if you're a game dev. Um, I have steered clear of most of the story stuff. Um, because that isn't necessarily what drives me to these games. You know, Pokemon has never really been a story driven narrative, even though they have tried, you know, very, very hard to do so. <laughs> but, you know, it's not necessarily the reason why I choose to play these games personally. Now, I looked at all the new Pokemon and what, you know, what Pokemon are in the region, because that to me is what interests me the most. Even when Pokemon games don't leak, um, or even when they do. This is at least the first information that I choose to look for because most of the time with version exclusive Pokemon games, especially the newer ones, I want to know which version exclusives I'm getting where. And if that means I have to look through a leak of the Pokedex, then so be it. You know, that stuff doesn't really bother me because I'm going to be surprised by that stuff no matter what. Um, And also, you know, it gives me time to plan out my teams ahead of time, maybe kind of take a look at some Pokemon I want to try. And most of the time, even when I do this, I don't end up using the teams I want to use anyway, because the Pokemon that I like aren't available until like late in the game or something like that, or they don't exist in the single player campaign and this and that. So, you know, it's uh, it's one of those things where I personally don't care so much about the Pokemon leaking. The story stuff I usually try to steer clear of, uh, because at least that aspect of it, I, I want to be surprised by. And you know, the reception of, of everyone else seems to kind of echo that same sentiment. You know, nobody likes the fact that these games have leaked. Some people want to go into these games blind. They want to go into the game of what Pokemon there are blind. I'm just not one of those guys. This, is, this isn't like a Spider-Man thing where, like, I put myself on social media sabbatical where I, I don't want to see anything regarding uh, the content of which I am trying to view. Um this is something where I'm just like, okay, you know, it happens. I've muted most of the story stuff and I can make it, you know, th- by the end of the week to, uh, you know, just to, to see where this is all going to work out with the game anyway. Um, and there's some information coming out about the game that I didn't know if it was, you know, released or announced before release or anything. I, I've kind of been steered clear of most of the information for this game because I don't, I, I don't know. It's one of those things where I, it wasn't something I was like, breaking my back over to see um because i 
I don't know. It's weird. Like I'm excited about these games, but I'm also not like foaming at the mouth to like play them. But now that we're like so close, I'm like, okay, I'm in that mood where I'm just like, I don't want to play anything else. It's just like not this game. You know what I mean? Like I've gotten back to play like a little bit of like Sword and Shield just because I haven't finished any of the DLC story in those games. Um, so that's something that I'm going to go back and, uh, and 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 do. You know, this next week uh, because I'm I slowly slogged myself through playing um you know pokemon brilliant diamond and shining pearl and as much as i like these remakes it's it's a pain to get through the end right now uh, i am just about at the end of the game at the time of this recording i'm at victory road i'm at the pokemon league i just have to beat it <laughs> and that's it so eventually i'll probably do that this week by the time i get there i'll probably play some of the dlc stuff in, in sudden in sword and shield i didn't get to finish um because i'm excited to sink my teeth into a new pokemon game and you know this could be the last you know, Pokemon game of generation eight, we could be seeing generation nine stuff coming forward, you know, as early as this, you know, this coming year. And I, I'm going to try to plan to do a review podcast of this game, you know, with some friends, maybe next week uh, is when we're going to do that. But um, I'm excited. I'm really, really excited uh, for this game, and what the implications might be. You know, like I said, everybody's talking about where Pokemon would be going. I wouldn't be surprised, say, you know, if we get an announcement in March, for a new Pokemon main series Pokemon game. Uh, and, you know, that game comes out in November because Pokemon always comes out in November or the end of the year. So uh, I am excited for these games and I'm, it's unfortunate that they've leaked. So I would tread lightly on social media if you're trying to avoid spoilers for this game. Um, but otherwise, I'm stoked. Um, <laughs> the, I am very much uh, Team Oshawott, by the way, in regards to which starter I'm picking. But even then, I might change my mind. So... That's something I just wanted to get off my chest about this. I'm super excited about that. And you can look forward to content about me talking about that uh, probably coming up soon. Um, but the other big thing I wanted to talk about this week were two trailers that I talked about for shows that I'm super excited about. And uh, one of those being the Cuphead show that I think myself and a lot of other people forgot was actually happening. Um, I forgot that. Uh, I think it was a couple of years ago. Netflix brought bought the rights to make a. Uh, a, a cuphead tv show and it was just kind of radio silence for a while i remember we got like a small trailer um a small trailer regarding uh you know some of the stuff uh that that came out with uh you know uh with the show like a, a while ago i think it was it was a, a video of um of wayne of wayne brady's character singing um you know uh, a song in the show which was cool which is which is really really exciting. Uh, the show is actually being made by the same I uh, think duo that made the Cuphead game, um, which is dope. Now, I'm very Cuphead like uh, you know shy. Not or I don't know what the word is, but I'm 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 not anti Cuphead. I've actually only played like a handful of levels of Cuphead. It's not necessarily my style of game, but I do appreciate uh, you know what the game does and you know how it looks and the old timey cartoon style i love all of that i've played it in hotel rooms with friends i watch friends play it it's a really fun speed game speed running game to watch as well and it's got a netflix show coming out in uh in february so it's coming up in just uh you know just under a month uh for a 12 episode series and i'm stoked i'm really really excited the the trailer uh shows the titular characters cuphead and mugman you know, uh, traversing through areas in the game. It looks super cool. I believe they might have gotten, I, I don't know exactly who the voice acting tandem is on this. It's, it looks like a whole bunch of, uh, 
you know, people who I don't really uh, recognize, but uh, Gray Griffin or Gray Delisle, depending on how you know uh, her, uh, is, is a part of the show, as well as Wayne Brady uh, will be playing a character, uh, you know, in the show. Uh, so I'm ex- I'm excited. Uh, I think the uh, the show looks super cute. Uh, it, it, I, I love the style. I can't wait to watch it. And maybe I'll actually sit down and play Cuphead. I don't know. It might be that time. Uh, Consider the DLC for that game was most likely. I don't know. Uh, well, actually, I think it did come out. I don't know. I don't want to be talking out of my ass. I think it's uh, it's it's, it's the uh, the Hollow Knight DLC that's never coming out. So, um, yeah, that's that. It looks super cool. Uh, it's all up on YouTube right now. I highly suggest everybody go watch it. But the other trailer that came out this past week uh, was for the show I am super excited about, which was Marvel's Moon Knight, uh, featuring Oscar Isaacs uh, from Star Wars and Dune fame, and. This show looks so good. Um, we got the official trailer for it last Sunday, um, you know, during uh, the NFL's wildcard weekend, which is cool. And, you know, we got to see the first look of Oscar Isaacs in about 1.5 seconds as Moon Knight. And then, you know, as his regular self for the, you know, for the rest of the, of the trailer. Um, but it looks so good. If you're not familiar with who Moon Knight is, you know, it follows uh, the character of Stephen Grant or Mark Spector uh, or most like mostly Mark Spector. But it's, you know, Moon Knight, the character himself uh, has a multiple personality disorder or dissociative identity disorder, I believe is what it is. Uh, and he shares a body uh, with the mercenary Mark Spector, uh, who also plays the character of Stephen Grant. And, you know, he gets this power of the moon god. Uh you know, dust, you know, thrust on him by a deadly, mysterious uh, Egyptian god. Um, I don't know a whole lot about Moon Knight. I just know he's sort of like Marvel's equivalent to Batman kind of sort of. Um, but a lot of people who that I know who like comic books are very excited about this, myself included. I'm super excited about this. All of the Marvel shows, I think, have really have, have crushed it. I think they've all been uh, 10s out of 10s, you know, even slightly slower shows like the Falcon and Winter Soldier that don't do a whole lot for the plot progression of, you know, phase uh, four are still really good shows. And I've really enjoyed my time with them. Um, so I'm excited to sink my teeth into a new Marvel property because I was afraid that it was going to be months before we got anything new Marvel related. You know, we knew that this show and Miss Marvel were slated to come out this year, but we didn't know exactly when they were going to come out. Uh, and Doctor Strange initially got pushed back from, uh, you know, the end of March to May. So uh, we had uh, no idea, you know, when we were going to see anything Marvel in the year uh, 2022, especially considering Morbius got pushed back from its release this weekend, uh, you know, which was fun. So uh, I'm really, really excited for the show. The fact that it's coming out in um, it's coming out March 30th. So it's only going to be a couple of months of, of Marvelous. Uh, you know, stuff to live with. Um, like March is going to be a busy month too, because uh, you know the Batman also comes out that month, and that's shaping up to be kind of exciting. So I'm stoked. Um, but the trailer looks so good. I love the way that the the actual costume looks. Uh, the show also features Ethan Hawke and uh May Akalamawi, uh Muhammad Diab, and uh, a team of other uh you know people to direct and star in the show. Uh, I am super duper stoked. Uh, I'm excited to see where Moon Knight goes in the future. There could be a lot of future crossover here. You know, he's a character that's crossover with Spider-Man. You know, it's another character to, you know, to join him with the Avengers. And it's also exciting. I am so stoked, uh, you know, for what's going to be coming, uh, you know, coming forward here. 
you know, as we again march into more uh you know Marvel stuff in the year uh twenty twenty two. And as we uh you know wait along here, you know, I'm stoked. So let me know at what you guys think below. Uh, you know, are you excited for you know, what are you most excited for out of Marvel in 2022? I'll ask it again. And are you excited for Moon Knight? Because I'm also excited for Moon Knight. Um, so that handles about that stuff. Now, I did just kind of want to do like a quick, like rapid fire of things that I watched in quarantine, things that I might have finished, in, things that I also finished in quarantine as well. Um, you know, I watched a lot of uh, I watched a lot of TV uh, <laughs> this this past uh this past year for sure. So, um, you know, not this past year, this past week, uh, you know, just trying to get my thoughts together here. Um, uh, but yeah, you know, I, I came down with a positive test for COVID-19. Uh, I did not show any symptoms. I was fine. So I just had to quarantine in my room for about five days. Um, and I, yeah, so I ended up using that time, uh, to watch some TV, you know, just kind of kick back, relax and, look at what's on TV and what I wanted to watch. Uh, and when I'm alone by myself, I love to watch movies. Uh, movies is just what I can like put on in the background, you know, at any time. And I can enjoy myself doing that. Uh, but I also did a, a couple of other things too. The first being, uh, I beat the legend of Zelda breath of the wild, uh, after playing the game for almost over a year. And it was dope. You know, I'm not a big Zelda guy. You know, I don't tout myself as a huge Zelda fan under any stretch of the imagination. But I had so much fun playing this game, man. Um, I was super duper excited to finally get sit down and, you know, play these games and really, uh, you, you know, sink my teeth into what all of my friends consider to be one of the best games made in the last, like, you know, 10 years. And it lived up to the hype. You know, I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, I streamed every time I played the game. I did not delve away from that um, at, by any stretch. And I loved it. It was so much fun. And I'm very excited to, you know, be able to play through the game on my own time now and, you know, explore every nook and cranny of this game and, and you know, and really get excited, you know, for, uh, you know, not just Breath of the Wild 2, but all the Breath of the Wild clones that are going to be coming out over the next 10 years. So I love the crafting system. I love the visuals. I love the combat system. I loved everything about these games. Um, they were a 10 out of 10 and they live up to the hype and I'm super happy. It only took me, you know, four and a half years to probably sit down and beat this game so uh <laughs> that was that was fun uh as for stuff that i watched um i watched a couple of things you know that i uh you know that i wanted to watch a couple of things just out of you know wanted to keep background noise on um like i watched <laughs> i watched the new season of big mouth which is a show that like i it's a guilty pleasure it's not great under any stretch of the imagination it's these the first couples the first couple seasons were fine the last couple seasons were, eh, they were, it was okay. The show, I feel like, tries a little too hard to give that, like, Rick and Morty shock value with its humor. And I don't necessarily think you need to do that. Um, again, Rick and Morty is one of the most, like, influential and, and, and popular, sh you know, animated shows within the last few years. But I hate that feeling that, like, adult animated television is, like, starting to become a little samey because I, I truly feel like it is. And the fifth season of Big Mouth was fine. Like, it was okay. You know, I just kind of watched it out of curiosity. I definitely liked it better than the last season where it was just, you know, the I didn't like the overarching plot. I didn't like that awkwardness between, you know, changing voice actors uh, for one of the characters because that voice actor voiced that character for like half the series, but then stopped after the last episode. So it was a whole it was a little awkward. 
and a little heavy handed. Uh, but this season was fine. I thought the humor, I thought the jokes were better. They have a funny Christmas episode, which I thought was cool. Um, uh, but yeah, you know, I, that was a thing that I watched. Uh, Operation Varsity Blues was a documentary that I watched um, you know, over the titular, you know, Operation Varsity Blues, which looked into the biggest college admissions scandal uh, of all time in the United States, you know, which brought down, you know, several, uh, you know, popular celebrities, including Lori Loughlin uh, and her husband, uh, you know, as all these, it, it just kind of told, it showed, showed a story, told the story and the dramatization of, you know, the, uh, the guy behind Operation Varsity Blues, um, you know, so it was, it was, it was, it was good. It was good. Uh, I had a, I had a fun time watching this. I love, you know, uh, I love true crime stuff. It was, it's, it's very, uh, it, it's very fun. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it was a fun watch, you know, uh, to watch rich people be dumb and rich was, was very funny. Uh, I, I very much in, in enjoyed my time with that. Uh, the cowards, of course, did not end up putting, uh, you know, Lori Lachlan into dramatization themselves. So, you know, uh, truly, uh, you know, truly terrible stuff. Uh, you know, what's the point if you're not going to, you know, actually do it? You know what I mean? So, you know, really rough stuff. But yeah, shout outs to, uh, you know, Felicity Huffman and uh, Lori Lachlan for being dumb and rich. Uh, you know, I just it was, it was just a fun watch. You know, it was again, uh, it was in the news cycle for a while. I didn't really understand a lot of what was happening with this. Um, you know, when it was in a news cycle, but after sitting down to watch it, I'm just like, okay, it makes sense. And I dig it. I had a fun, I had a fun time with that one. Um, and speaking of Lori Lachlan, uh, I actually watched a couple, I, I watched like a few random episodes of like full house, you know, while I was like doing busy work uh, at my desk and stuff, because, uh, you know, during my time in COVID, uh, Bob Saget passed away and that one really sucked. That one really, you know, got to me, you know, I'm reading all this outpouring of support from other comedians, you know, who knew who who, who knew Bob Saget, uh, and truly seemed like one of the nicest guys uh, in Hollywood. And you know, Bob Saget was such an integral part of my childhood. You know, I love Full House; it's one of my favorite, you know, comfort shows. I can just like put on in the background of whenever. Yeah, I've seen every episode of the show at least twice. I watched the the Netflix reboot, and it was cheesy as all hell but i liked it you know i i it's i don't i don't watch those shows for you know riveting plot or anything you know groundbreaking i watch it because it's e- it's easy to watch and i and i like those characters so i had a lot of fun with that um and you know bob saget was such an integral part of that show uh you know the original full house of course but also uh, the host of america's funniest home videos which is a show i watch a lot with my parents and you know, he went on to have great cameos as himself in Entourage, and his Comedy Central roast is iconic. Uh, and it was, it was, it hurt. It, it was truly upsetting. And you know, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll, will we ever find out what what truly happened? Probably, you know, within a few months. Uh, I think is when the autopsies use how long those usually take. But man, it was terrible. It, it really was upsetting. So, you know, I watched some Full House just to kind of like you know pass the time and you know while I was doing my busy work and. Again, is it anything groundbreaking? Absolutely not. Uh, but you know, I enjoyed myself uh, watching Full House. So, uh, you know, the the biggest things that I that I sat down and watched. There's two shows I started. One of them was I just finished, and a few movies that I watched. Uh, I decided uh, I was going to watch uh, the original X Men trilogies again, um, for no reason other than I feel like I should probably refresh my memory on these movies. Um, 
because when it comes to other Marvel stuff, I'm not necessarily as into the X-Men or as I was into the X-Men as I was like the other proper like MCU stuff, because you know, when these films came out, I was just like a, a dumb kid. You know, I was didn't really understand like the gravity of, of you know, bigger universes and, and sequels and all this other all this other stuff. So uh, I was you know a little ignorant to the actual movies themselves. So um I eventually, you know, you know, went out of my way, rewatched these original movies, and they're cheesy as all hell. <laughs> you know, I, I, I started watching X Men Origins Wolverine, but I, I fell asleep. So, um, you know, I will go back and finish that uh, at some point when I have time. But God, these uh, these original films are a hoot, man. You know, going from where we are now, it, you know, with comic book movies where everything feels so, you know accurate and from the heart and everything you know the mcu puts out is so comic book accurate that it almost it's it just bleeds you know authenticity like you're watching a comic book on your big screen um you know these x-men movies kind of lack that finesse obviously you know um everyone's wearing like the, the, the tactical jumpsuits uh you know the looks are a little off but you know hugh jackman's great halle berry's great you know great in these films um uh oh my god why am i blank on the uh, james Marsden, uh who plays uh the cop in sonic the it, you know plays donut lord in the sonic the hedgehog films uh is like you know is cyclops in these films and i totally forgot about that and uh you know pre-transition elliot page uh shows up for, for a spell in, in these movies as well so you know it's a it's an interesting little look into you know uh you know what comic book movies were you know in the early 2000s and my god this was a uh this this was a trip for sure uh i'm going to go back at some point to watch you know the the prequel x-men films you know with james mcavoy and michael fassbender because i hear those films are great and i haven't seen them in a while i think the last one of these i, I don't think i saw uh, days of future past or apocalypse or the dark phoenix in theaters um, but I did see first class in theaters, I believe. And I vaguely remember it because it was well over 10 years ago when I saw that movie. Um, and I'm excited to dive back into those, you know, films, uh, you know, especially the Wolverine films, because those films are, are, you know, are so good. You know, X-Men Origins is a phenomenal is, you know, a phenomenal telling of the story uh, of Wolverine. Uh, I love the, uh, you know, the Wade Wilson cameo from Deadpool in those films because I just think it's funny. Um, and yeah, I just think for, you know, while we have this Marvel lull, I have a feeling that these characters are going to become important sooner rather than later. So I am going to go back and watch some of these bad Marvel movies that came out, you know, pre-Iron Man. Um, because I just, just you know, I just have a hunch. I have a hunch that I'm going to have to do a homework assignment on this stuff soon. So I am uh, merely just doing my due diligence as a comic book fan. And, you know, while we're on the subject of fantasy, uh, I watched the first episode of Lovecraft Country, uh, featuring Jonathan Majors, who is going to be an integral part of the MCU moving forward the next couple of years. Uh, this show was something that was like on my radar for a while. I never actually got around to watching it, uh, but I watched the first episode, and I've since, uh, you know, technically I technically started it while I was quarantined. I, I watched the next two episodes after I like you know went back to work and stuff, and it's good. It's fantastical. It's violent. Um, Jonathan Majors is a great actor. Uh, my God, this show is is fucked up. You know, I love a good period piece, but man, 1950s America was a fucked up place to live, man. And you're throwing aliens and shit 
into the mix of that as well. It's just like, ah, oh, man, it is so it's wild. So I'm curious where the show is actually going to land. Um, I don't know where plot wise it's going to go, but I'm excited. I'm excited to finally sit down and finish it. Uh, like I did this other show that I watched, The White Lotus. Uh, I started uh, while I was in quarantine and I just finished this uh, this past weekend. Uh, it's six episode miniseries on HBO Max, uh, you know, created and written by uh, Survivor finalist Mike White. Uh, the show is fucking fantastic. Uh, I thought the show was going to be a lot different than I thought it was going to, but it's pretty much in uh, it's an anthology series that, you know, follows around the lives of like, uh, you know, a couple of a bunch of people that are like on vacation in a resort in Hawaii and, you know, shenanigans ensue, you know, that somehow intertwine all their, all their stories. There's a newlywed couple on, you know, their honeymoon and, you know, there's uh, issues with the room booking uh, that, you know, is a overarching plot throughout the series. There's a family on vacation with a, you know, a technology obsessed son and, you know, two teenagers who are uh, <laughs> who are recreationally doing drugs to keep themselves occupied. But then they lose their drugs and that comes in possession with somebody else in, in the party that they're with. Uh, Jennifer Coolidge is in the show playing a uh, <laughs> I don't even know how to describe her character. She's like a single you know, mom on like a spiritual journey slash awakening, truly wild stuff. Uh, how all these stories like intertwine with each other. So, uh, and it was dope. I thought everybody in the show was batting a thousand. The first couple of episodes are a little slow for sure, but episodes three and four, like really kick it into high gear with how fucked up this stuff gets. Uh, and when it eventually finishes out, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's it's a satisfying ending for sure. I thought the show was a lot of fun. I completely it, it completely changed my expectations of what to expect from these shows, and I was dope. So, um, you know, it was it was definitely my cup of tea of with you know, regards to humor and and dramedy, uh, for sure. And it got renewed for a second season, which is going to feature some also some big hitters in in Aubrey Plaza and Michael Imperioli. Uh, you know, from uh, you know, Parks and Rec and the Sopranos, respectively. And listen, if this becomes a new thing, I'm totally on board with it. I love a good anthology series. You know, uh, you know, no intense plot for me to have to you know pay attention to. Just a, a confined you know uh, season of a show, no overarching plot, and we'll keep it at that. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much the gist of what I wanted to talk about this week. Again, kind of a shorter episode, not a whole lot happening, uh, in my neck of the woods, but you know, as we get into the end of the month and where February is going, you know, there's a lot of content to talk about the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, I think comes out, uh, next month. If I'm, if I'm remembering that correctly, uh, Hedgehog, I believe, yeah, I believe that comes out soon. And then, you know, uh, okay. It comes out in April. Never mind. I, I think I got originally pushed back from, from February, if I remember correctly. Either way, there's tons of content I got planned for for next month. Uh, I got a couple of other guests in in the uh, in the in the chambers that I'm excited to talk about. And uh, yeah, you know, I, I I hope you guys are excited for what February has in store uh, for our show. And like I said, if you guys are uh, you know interested in following up with the show or keeping in touch with me. Uh, I'm at Koopa NJ across platforms. The show is at Cooped Up Pod across platforms. And we are also on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcasting site for professionals, which again houses over 400 podcasts 
featuring the likes of Adam Pacman Jones, Bill Polian, Bob Papa, some of your favorites in sports and uh, pop culture, of course. So, yeah, that's going to be it for us this week, folks. I will hope you guys have a wonderful uh, weekend. And, uh, yeah, see you guys next week. <laughs>